sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. I don't I don't have a, a whistle, but happy new year, everybody. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year. That was a horrible, horrible. <laughs> That wasn't a very good uh, reenactment. How, I don't know what everybody did. We were all under the weather at this house. So well, that's understandable, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but I will tell you that the old year, we finished it. It was tired. We wore it out. We, we, we used every last ounce of energy from 2022. And now we got the full-blown 100% energy, minus three days, two days, of 2023 this is going to be awesome good raya what did you do over the holiday over the new year's you know i am always lucky if i make it to the east coast ball drop you you and me both i I don't i don't have bragging rights ever yeah (sighs) no it's true and i try too definitely dr gene did you have anything exciting did you welcome the new year did you welcome the sun did you do anything you know i i did you know i'll I'll share that but i was just thinking about this video i saw about this it was a female fighter talking about her fight kind of reminds me of 2022 where she says hey you know it was it was great it was super super fun i i loved it it was a great time but her face is just really beat up and you can tell she had a really hard time in her fight I think, yeah, that that is like what 2022 was. <laughs> it was tough, but we got through it. And, um, yep. you know, what I've done uh, this year was I had, we had a, a group of people that came over and we all did a big vision board. Nice. Oh, cool. So, yeah, just collaging and pulling out things that, that are inspiring and, and trying to put some words on there that were important for us to just yep. give us a bit of a focus for this year. Yep. Yeah, I nice. think 2022 was 12 rounds. Yeah, it was it wasn't easy. Richard Ellsworth, you're up at school, so tell me what your um, New Year's was like. Well, to be perfectly honest, it was a lot of studying. <laughs> Always that that doesn't stop even for a for a holiday. Um, but, uh, also, you know, I, I always make sure that I, I set intentions. I have a, I have a belief that, uh, if I, if I say the things that I want to manifest at the, at the right time, just as the, just as it's turning into the new year, that in that like five minute period of, of transfer that, that magic happens. So, hmm. um, of course it's just a, just a belief, but, um, that's the time that I like to set my intention. So well, I you I moved into list. a new place. So now you actually have a kitchen. That's nice. I do. Oh my God. I love having a kitchen. It's been three years without a kitchen. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. His kitchen, his kitchen, um, his kitchen was, uh, in the bathroom, right? Is that where your kitchen was? It's yeah, one of those, pretty much. Those, it is the bathroom like, sink. Yeah, little hot plate there, huh? Okay. Hey, uh, and it's because I love yeah. your hair that I asked yeah. this question. What did your hair do for New Year's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it did this. It did this. It's always down. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Amy, what was your New Year's like? Um, a nice bike ride and uh, a great simple dinner and um an evening meditation to say 
Goodbye, 2022. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hello, 2023. Nice. I like it. So uh, we have Christine is trying to get into the show. Dominique, Christine's trying to get into the show. So that's this is wonderful that you just have to let everybody in the world know that more people are there. She is. She popped in. That's mm-hmm. how the universe works. Boom. See that? I like that. It's oh, magic. Yeah. That's setting your intentions right there. Christine Marie, can you hear us? Okay. She's connecting. She, she's yeah. connecting. Okay. All right. Let's not go to her. Dominique. Let's... We got it. Dominique. Uh, Dominique. What did you do? Hi there. Uh, I love to set intentions for the new year. So I actually looked at the astrology for 2023. And just thought about the energies that might be manifesting for me. Very fun. And well, because you just you turned the corner, you were, you started off right before New Year's Eve. Not too good. You were kind of sick. But I don't. I have never met anybody that bounces back from an illness as fast as you do. That's for sure. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Christine Marie is in the house. Christine, I think we need a, a tarot card. For 2023, mm. I, that's what we need. Well, I will tell you that um, in the end of the this last year, I had surgery and I had the COVID, had all sorts of things that I'm just realizing. Um, you know, and I'm letting go of lots of old. I let go of tons of old stuff, and I'm ready for a whole phenomenal new year. And old patterns and stuff are all gone for me. So I'm really stepping into this new year in a good way. Um, let me you want you want me to go ahead and pick a, a card erica uh, absolutely i'm gonna give it all okay. on you christine okay here we go let's do it oh you're gonna love this it's the sun it's the most positive card in the deck which means here comes the sun do 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 and i say it's all right. oh my god can you please put that one in your song lineup from now on. <laughs> oh my God. That is so awesome. Yeah, we I would it was, it's been a really, really, really crazy year. I I it's it was just you never I just felt like I was getting wobbled like the whole year. This back and forth and shift and turn and shift. It, I couldn't find the ground. It was I'm just thinking now moving forward. Um, like I said, you're clearing everything out. It's all cleared. It's all done. Moving forward, dump it. Don't like hold on to anything and let's go. I mean, that's the best thing that you can do when you practice this, especially for your kids, your grandkids, any teens out there. It's always important to let things go. You can't change the past. You know, don't, don't spend your life looking in the rearview mirror. So I just told a friend of mine's son that last week why why are you living in the rearview mirror that doesn't make any sense you can't you can't change that so and i like it with kids because they don't speak but you can see when they get their attention they just look at you and i'm like oh i think that's good <laughs> there's, there's no comeback to that so i know anyway in the house we're so blessed we've got raya carpenter in the house balanced yeah. college planning planning or plan planning planning Planning. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> She's sporting a new do. I like that too. I like this. Look at this. You got this whole new look going off in 2023. And uh, January, January is a huge month for kids. 
for our kids, our teens, our teen athletes. So let's get to you and let's take a break. And we've got a huge show today. And uh, it's first show in 2023. We'll be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Raya Carpenter with Balanced College Planning. You can find me at balancedcollegeplan.com. Um, so I help students with the college application research process and, and application process, and I have been quite busy. Um, in December and now in January with seniors reaching out saying, can you help me, um, you know, with some last minute essays that I'm working on for my colleges. And they really get hung up on the, you know, there are two main questions that colleges will, why do you want to come to our college? And why do you want to uh, study this major at our college? Um, And so the essence of those two questions is, do you have an awareness of what our school has to offer? And do you have self-awareness in terms of what you want to to take advantage of at our school um, and what you want to to do in those four years and, and, and after? You don't have to know your career path by any means going into college, but um, taking time to get to know what matters to you is really important before you start the essay process. And so um, I actually wanted to do something a little bit different today, and uh, I was hoping we could all just kind of have a conversation about this. So, um, you know, we're all people who either you know we've been parents we've been students we are students and so you know what advice do we have for parents who are sitting down at the dinner table with their uh 10th and 11th grade students and maybe even seniors right now about um you know how what 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 do you want out of a college why are you going to college Um, Because I can't even tell you how many times I'm having a conversation with a student who, you know, they're applying to BARD and the question why BARD comes up and they just look at me like, I don't know. So wait a minute, you're applying to this school and you don't know why. Well, I assume that is because somebody told you that it would be a great school or you saw it on a ranking list. That's not going to be sufficient to make you competitive for admission. And it's not going to help you be um, happy at that school. One time I worked with a student who uh, had a dream school all in high school and went and toured the school multiple times. And every time the student was on campus, 
they would only acknowledge the positive things about that school. And they uh, ended up getting into that school and going there for a year and then reaching out to me a year later saying, I'm miserable. These are not my people. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was blocking out all the negative stuff, all the stuff that wasn't a good fit for me. This particular person was a little bit more buttoned up and preppy and conservative and and kind of had like a professional vibe that they like to exude. And they ended up picking a school that was, that was exceptionally liberal, activist oriented, lots of dyed hair and sit outs. And, um, you know, that just didn't fit their personality. And so um, I'd like to just talk to you guys about what you, what kind of questions would you ask at the dinner table that would help a student gain some self-awareness in um, this college search process? Dr. Right. Amy, Dr. Amy, she's excited. To, she wants to get in on this. Go ahead. Well, I have two things, which I think I want to back the process up one step, which is I think as parents, we have a responsibility to consider and be as clean as possible about what our agendas are and kind of put them to the side and really do our best. You know, my thing is all about mindfulness, which is kindness and curiosity. So bringing our kind and curious attention to what our child wants and what is important to our child to support them in doing the same. And I might start with an unusual question, which is, how do you want to feel at school? And who do you want to learn with at school? Who do you want to be surrounded by? And I don't think those are questions that we typically ask our kids. That's beautiful, Dr. Amy. That's exactly the kind of um, questioning that needs to happen. And I would take it a step further and say, what makes you uncomfortable? Why are we afraid of, of discussing, at least in the privacy of our own home, what makes us uncomfortable and then and then take it to the next level and and ask yourself do i want to be uncomfortable because maybe i would like to be pushed a little bit i would like to grow a little bit or maybe i don't feel like i have the capacity to to be pushed in in certain kinds of ways um so you know how do you want to feel is so such a beautiful way of starting that conversation um i, I want to turn i want to turn this upside down i want to get to richard next but i've always looked at the financial impact because when you live in santa barbara we are so blessed we have the promise program and when my kids went to school and they went to bishop there was such a pressure to go to a four-year school it, it just was so when you got accepted to a four-year school, that's what they promoted, promoted, promoted. Um, and it, 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 that's just not for everybody, because if you look at the attrition rate of people going to these four-year schools, because I don't know how else to say this, I'll be because I've coached in this town, everybody knows, like 28 years, Santa Barbara was a little soft, okay? So kids go away to school, and it's like my, my oldest son, Joe, I mean, got accepted. Um, baseball scholarship, Hawaii Pacific. Why wouldn't you want to go to a private school in Hawaii? Seriously? Okay, but it was like that kind of thing because that team 
that he was, he was the only, they were, it, it turned into a whole Hawaiian team and he wasn't Hawaiian. So it was, it was very difficult for him because it's, it was a glitchy, niche thing. And it, it just, like you say, it just wasn't the right fit, but like, how, how would you know when you, when these kids are getting recruited onto a baseball team? Right. But, but going back to your original uh, comment about finances, that's the other thing that people are so often afraid of broaching that subject. And I, I, I think that parents, you know, understandably are worried that, you know, if we talk about the cost of college, maybe you're going to shut down as a student. Maybe you're not going to try hard in high school and you're going to start to limit yourself. Um, but I think that, you know, at least um, having some uh, exploration of, well, what is the total cost of attendance? And I know we've talked about this many times before, but, you know, I'll, I'll just give you an example. I have a student that I was just working with who got in again to a dream school. Um, and now the parent is saying, oh, wow, $89,000 a year. They don't offer merit scholarships at this particular institution. And we don't qualify for need-based aid, but we're, you know, middle income, upper middle income. And so it's going to break them. And they're locked in. They did an early decision uh, package. And, you know, unless they can prove they can't afford it, they have to go. And so um, now how do we pay $89,000 a year? We're having that conversation after we're admitted and after we're locked in with an early decision agreement. I mean, that's insane. So you're just you're basically telling your son or daughter that, okay, you're not going to be a homeowner. Right, right. I say that to my kids all the time. I say, you know, yeah, I say, you know, I don't, you know, what you're going to do with your family and, 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 you know, family, money could be no object, of course, but maybe taking advantage of the, the free, you know, promise program at your local city college for two years, um, maybe that money that your family would have spent on your education could be going towards a down payment on a house someday, right? So, but okay, let's just, uh, we only have a little bit of time left. So what are some other questions we might want to ask kids? Um, like, you know, I mean, there's some basic ones, you know, in terms of you're going to live there for four years. So, you know, it, okay, we have a romanticized view of the Pacific Northwest and the and the rainy weather and, uh, but really, can you handle it day after day after day? What other questions would you ask? I, I kind of want to, this is Christine Marie, I want to say, and it's interesting because I know it's about, you know, being more logical, but I also want kids to pay attention to their gut and their heart. Like, what does it feel like? Do you really, really feel like, not, not what you think, not what you imagine, not what people have told you, but when you're there, like if that student you spoke about who had gone several times, but just only looked at the good stuff, if they had stopped and sat a minute and felt how does my gut feel? How does my heart feel when I'm here? And I don't know that, you know, I, we don't usually, it takes a while to get those feelings and, and, and a sense of those. Maybe that's what we're learning about when we're young, but to, to tap into those feelings and start to learn them, you know, I think is really important. Richard, the close it up. Go ahead, Dr. Amy. Sorry. The last thing I want to add is just to remind people that whether it's school or a romantic partner or a job, nothing's perfect. And if you go in thinking that it's perfect, and mm -hmm. I think maybe this was a little bit the issue with your student, Raya, um, then you're not seeing the flaws. And part of it is 
are the flaws, are the imperfections, imperfections that you can live with and work mm -hmm. with. Uh, we've got a little time left. Richard Ellsworth, what do you want to say? Um, well, I would just kind of challenge this idea of asking questions as a student um I, I all of these questions that have been brought up i would not have known the answers and it, it would have been very overwhelming for me i i i mean maybe conversation topics for, for sure to, to talk about but i also know that being in that position and having your parents talk to you and ask you a bunch of questions and then not know the answer it can kind of send you down a a, a negative rabbit hole um, so I think sometimes, you know, an, an idea of, of, um, I, I really like something that you talked about, um, it reminded me of actually going and visiting schools. Certain schools have these, these, you know, weekends or whatever, where you can go and stay in a, in a room or something and experience it. That made a huge difference for me. Um, there were schools that I really wanted to go to for the longest time. And then I was on campus and um, like Christine was saying, the gut feeling was just not, not where it, it should have been. Um, so that was that was really big, too. Um, so I, I, I think there I think it definitely has to, you know, making decisions, any sort of decision should definitely come from a place of 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 logic and reason, but also definitely balancing that with really how you feel about it and how you feel is is going to change. I mean, it, even if I did have the answers to those questions when I first went to school, those questions, the answers to those questions would have changed, you know, monthly, yearly, whatever, because I'm growing and evolving as a person. So, you know, in, in going into school, I, I very definitely developed a perspective of also, how is this going to help develop me as a person in this environment, in this place with the, the agenda that the school has? Nice. Good points. Thank you so much. Good. Oh, just right. I would I would love to have a conversation with that student of yours to ask them, what was your gut feeling when you were there that you didn't like? What did you learn about yourself? Right. That'd be such a neat because that was probably a powerful learning for that student about what felt what they felt versus what they thought. Right. For sure. Well, thanks, guys. That was uh, a great chat about that. Nice. All right. Up next, we've got. Dr. Amy Salzman, right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. A blessing from the beloved. Love unfolds your wings and you fly high above the earth into the realm of heaven. Blessed by the light of her beautiful soul, you enter the emerald heart of the Divine Mother, which is full of eternal blessings. The world is your playground waiting to be explored, beloved.
Thank you, wow. Richard. That is, this is Dr. Amy from Still Quiet Place and Spot a Spider and, of course, Team Sports Radio. And I actually think that that's a beautiful opening to the new year um, because the beloved is, for me at least, it's out there. It's the world as a whole. It's the guiding principle of the universe. And the beloved is us, each of us individually. And so can we receive the blessings of the universe? Can we bless ourselves and can we bless each other? Um, and maybe that's my new New Year's intention. I don't know. But um, I think so often when we think of the beloved, we have like, we think of like romantic partnership. And um, I don't know, I think we get super confused about it. Because to me, the beloved love is the animating force of the universe and the animating force inside of us. And Christine is ready to pick it up. Well, what, what I'm what, what that brings up for me is the, the beloved community that I believe Martin Luther King Jr. spoke about on a regular basis. He spoke to the beloved community. It's about, you know, the beloved all around us. And it's a good um, I, I wanted to Google it really quick, but that's just really what's coming to me. So please, everybody out there, all you students, Google that Martin Luther King Jr., the beloved community. It's about social, you know, um, uh, activism and, and connection and, and really, you know, loving each other and really working for good in the world. And I, you know, one of the things I'm reminded of and was reminded of just before the new year is how important it is for love to be the mitigating factor of helping to heal this planet. Nothing else is going to help. I don't think, I think no matter what, when we're up against hatred and violence and all these things the only thing i can do is to find is to offer love to that situation to heal it from that capacity one of the things i used to say has said over the years as, as more things have happened i would say my love is so much bigger than that it can swallow that hole and and fart rainbows and sparkles you know so um, the belovedness to say i'm, I'm going to use love to transform this situation instead of hatred or punishment or anything like that and loving kindness to myself most importantly which means i don't let people walk all over me i'm not gonna say oh i love you go ahead i'll be your doormat so say oh i love me i love you and i need you to just step back a minute because this doesn't feel right for me so how do we navigate this self-love what is the most self-loving decision for ourselves and for the beloved and, and everybody else as well? That was beautiful, Christine Marie. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I have a, a thought for teens. If, if, if you want something fun to do as sort of a ceremony for the new year, make yourself a cup of tea and have some honey by you. And when you put the honey in the tea, think about the sweetness of the new year mm. and when you sip the tea think about how all of the self-talk words that you're going to use in talking to yourself and cheering yourself on are going to be sweet instead of uh, us getting overwhelmed by our critic because a lot of people don't even set new year's intentions because they're afraid of the critic so um you teens could do do a reset on the new year and have a sweet cup of tea 
and be sweet to yourself. Oh, that's really wonderful. That's, you know, I'm what I, thank you. Thank you, Dominic. It's so important to be sweet to ourselves and sweet to each other. And I just want to say, I just looked up the beloved community and it says that King defined a beloved community as a group of people that could come together to solve any social issue, division, or struggle. And when we give ourselves that sweetness and we think of the sweetness of the new year, how do we bring in that sweetness of our beloved community to think, to say, we may not know how to figure out these problems or these issues, but, but I know we can. And I I feel it in my heart. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, shall we take a quick break and we'll come back with Richard Ellsworth. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth. Um, this has been a very interesting conversation we're having um, about, about love and, and feeling love and, and community love. Um, and I remember as as a teen being very focused um, on school and also on, you know, different electronic devices. And, and I mean, we, we have so much available today in, in, in regard to that. And it, it made me very much in my head about things. And I definitely became very disconnected from the feeling of love. And we could absolutely have a whole conversation about you know, what is love? What does it feel like? In what situations do, do we feel love? But um, I'm just wondering if, if, if any of us on here today has any ideas or thoughts about how to kind of um, remove ourselves from conceptualizing love in our heads and actually get more into the feeling of, of love. How can, how can we, um, how can we bring that, that feeling forth so that we can actually connect with it mm. and then start to not only feel it ourselves, but project it outwards and, and feel it from others. You know, I think one of the things, this is Christine Marie. Um, one of the things that works for me is breathing breathing deeply into my belly and even into my heart and feeling it. So it's taking a moment and slowing down um, and really connecting also to the earth um, who it's really interesting that, um, that you say that Richard, there's a, there's a poem by Rumi. I forget where it talks about the sun gives its light to the earth all the time and never says you owe me. Right. And that's love. Like that is love. And, and I think about the earth gives us everything we need and she never says you owe me. Um, And, you know, if we, if we, if we're, you know, respecting the relationship and loving her back and being appreciative and the gratitude more than anything else in my life, gratitude gets me to a place of love. If I can find that. And sometimes it's beauty that cracks me open to gratitude. So when I'm in a 
really funky place, I would sometimes I would go and sit at the beach until something, maybe the sunset or some beautiful thing cracked me open. I'd be like, that's beautiful. And then I would feel grateful. And then all of a sudden I'd feel love in my heart. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Dr. Amy. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, Christine Marie started with the breath. And for me, what happens for me when I sit and rest my attention on the breath is that kind of like a snow globe, my thoughts and my feelings and my beliefs and my complaints and my whatever kind of all settle down to the bottom. And then what's left is a pure loving awareness. And so when I'm all agitated, I can sit with the breath and let things settle and then rediscover that loving awareness and let it inform my words and actions. Some advice that I was given uh, not long ago was, um, especially in this process of reconnecting to that love, is uh, to ground myself. In other words, take a walk. If you, I, I, I would love to do it barefooted, but up where I live, you just don't know what you're going to step on, but it still works. Okay. It still works. Okay. If you got shoes on, but walk in a park on the grass uh, or up where I live uh, on the, on the ground uh, in grassy areas and so forth. And, uh, and, and feel the energy say from the, the trees and even whatever animals might be around, even if you don't see them or the birds that you're hearing feel that breeze uh, which uh, uh, some will refer to as uh, sort of the breath of God, you know, and 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 the the the, the sun uh, shining on your face. Even on these cool days, you can feel the warmth, just that nice warmth of the sun, and that helps you to reconnect to that that pure love that is the universe. Doctor Amy and teens, if this is all feeling a little bit weird and esoteric and not so relatable to you i think a simple simple practice is just putting your hand on your heart saying i'm here for you uh i'm going to take care of myself i'm going to give my loving attention to myself and when we care for ourselves in that way then we're able to do it for others so if all the other stuff we said is like, ah, uh, that's not for me, then you can just keep it super simple. Yeah. Yeah. I was also thinking too about sometimes when we sit and we breathe and we feel, we have other emotions that come up that might not be feel so loving. And it's really important to allow ourselves to feel all those emotions, the crying, and to get through that. And if we keep feeling, we will get back to another place. You will get to a place, teens. It does happen, but sometimes you just have to allow yourself to go through what you all, sometimes the only way out is through. And that's one of the things I think about as well. Uh, someone said to me about that very quote, which I heard this weekend, uh, was, well, you could always turn around and go the other way. No, <laughs> you want to go through it. You absolutely do. And uh, with, with some of the stuff that my wife and I have been going through here at the end of 2022 into 2023, uh, I have encouraged her as well as myself to do just that. Whatever you're feeling, go ahead and feel it because it's not permanent. It, it, it will pass because mm-hmm. you will go through it and uh, yeah. especially for teens in terms of uh, the challenges that they face with this what some might call 
the new normal, you know, whatever that is, uh, you know, it's it's different right. now than it was two and a half years ago. Right, Dominique. Well, I was just thinking, uh, Richard, your question was fascinating because when I think about love, I also think about happiness. Mm. But I also know love sometimes includes even more feelings than happiness. And sometimes tears come with love. Yeah. So mm-hmm. love can be a very messy emotion. And, um, and that's a really good question to, uh, to ask uh, ourselves and, and for teens to, to just kind of do a, a check-in. What are my feelings about love? We have another section left, right, Dee? Yes, we do. Let's take a break. This okay. is Erica, Queen of Teen. We'll be back to wrap up and begin. Well, it's actually not a wrap up. It's a beginning of 2023 right after these messages. Our Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth again. Uh, well, we were just having this conversation, and I was I was very very enlightened as to different ways to feel love and. Uh, you know, in my mind, I kind of saw a pathway. I, I, I like to, being in school myself, I like to kind of logic things through sometimes. And I kind of saw this pathway of, of breathing, which kind of brings you into a present moment. So breathing, presence, and when you're in the present moment, then you can kind of start to cultivate gratitude for things, even if it's, you know, an, an A on a paper or a, a goal that you got when you, when you were playing, you know, some sport, whatever it was. Or your um, breath. Your <laughs> breath, right. So, so breathing to presence, to gratitude, to love. I, I kind of see like a, like a little pathway there that kind of works for me. Um, I, I might try meditating with that and, and, and see what happens. The other thing I was thinking of is how love acts logically. Um, being in, in chiropractic school, I've been noticing a lot of people, um, you start to pay attention to people's bodies more, um, whose shoulders are a little bit higher up, like closer to the bottoms of their ear. And then there tends to be like a little bit of a, of a roundedness um, in their upper back between their shoulder blades. Um, and maybe this sounds a little esoteric, but um, we kind of view that as, as the body protecting the heart. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that can come from emotions. Right. So if we've had our heart hurt and it doesn't have to be from a from a relationship, but it can be um, issues with parents or um, I know myself being being adopted it was not something I ever thought of as being something that affected me. But, you know, th- things like this can actually hurt our heart and our body responds by actually tightening all of the muscles up mm-hmm. around the heart space in the back and it pulls the spine out into a into a bowed shape. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I if, 
it just just be, look around, look around at your fellow students and classmates and athletes um, and just kind of observe and, and see. And, and maybe throughout the day, you can give that person a little bit of extra love in some way, shape or form um, just to just to show some some caring. And if it's something if it's something that, that you yourself feel like you might have, then show yourself some love. Um, we've talked about a million times on this show, all the different ways that, that you can do that. And a good way to do it might be that pathway, the breathing presence, gratitude, love, for some reason that, that keeps going through my head. Um, but also just breathing into that space, right? We've been talking a lot about breath on the show so far, um, and breath creates freedom, but also where we direct our breath is where we direct our body's energy. So if you start to, to breathe into your heart space and maybe I, I shouldn't say so much breathe into it, but breathe through it. Right. So imagine pulling the breath from your back where that that little rounded part in your back is called a kyphosis, pulling your breath all the way through your heart to the front and then out into the world in front of you. Right. I, I kind of like that idea. It, it's so interesting to be talking about that because what I remember when I was a student, I gather up all my books, plop them down in my study space. And the first thing that, that I do is a deep breath, you know, it, it quite frequently, mm. it is our breath that begins our studies and so forth. And when we are an athlete out on the field and so forth, what is going on with our breath has a lot to do with how successful we are with our sport. So um, breath is, if that is the only thing that you decide for 2023, I'm going to be more aware of my breath. And um, maybe, Dr. Amy, you could talk about how um, for teens, the shallow breathing and then the deeper breathing, why that's important to notice it and what it does for your body. Well, it's interesting because a lot of the way that people teach mindfulness or meditation is like, really focusing on a certain type of breath. And I prefer for people just to tune in and just close your eyes and just feel the expansion of your breath in your belly and the stillness between the in-breath and the out-breath and the release of the out-breath and the stillness. And you don't need to change it or fix it or alter it. It is often the case that when we turn our attention to the breath, if it's shallow and kind of up in our shoulders and not really our chest or our diaphragm, often if we just sit with it without forcing, it shifts on its own. So if you notice that you're breathing quickly or shallowly, it's like, okay, I'm breathing quickly or shallowly and you pay attention to that. And odds are fairly high that just in bringing your kind and curious attention to your breath, it's going to settle on your own. And then you are going to drop into that sense of presence and gratitude and love. Nice. And if you don't, no big deal. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. Does anybody want to do, we got a couple of minutes left. Anybody want to do, give some love to anybody out in the community that's, you know, in, in, did something. Go ahead. Amy, Dr. Amy. Well, no, I just thought as a group, we might want to all send some love to Don Sanders and his family. So just taking a moment to know and let him know that our love is with him and his family. That's what yeah. I have to add. 
Very, very beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, actually, he, he did post it on Facebook. So I feel that it's something that we can discuss. <laughs> um, he, Don Sanders, a co-host for many, 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 many years, is just sadly, I don't know all the details, but just lost his oldest son on, Chris, on uh, Christmas Eve. Mm. So mm. our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. We love him. He knows that. I mean, he's our little renaissance man on this show. So it just goes to show you just to moving ahead. Just don't take things for granted. Yeah. You know, yeah. embrace, you know, when you, when you have those special moments and times, you know, don't take things for granted. So we have our Richard in the next, we had our Richard in the next room before he, uh, uh, went back to school and I got to say it was nice to have you Richard and you know this is uh, always going to be your second home so oh thank you you're welcome <laughs> we got it a minute feels like a first home honestly <laughs> <laughs> Christine you want to close this out well yeah I just want to say you know I think if one of the things my intention for this year is love um, and um, that was a prime directive I got several years ago that, you know, we're here to love it. I'm here to love. And if I have a choice, that's what I'm going to do. And so I, I just invite everybody to just anybody who you love, tell them you love them, you know, and acknowledge and just say, I love you. Cause sometimes a smile, a look, a love, even the thought I love you changes everything. And, and I just love our, our, our pod. I love my, I love our, our radio show. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm just filled with love. Uh -uh. If you haven't done it yet, you still have time, put five, three to five intentions for the year. You still got time, kids, teens, parents, grandparents, that's all for right now 2023 let's make it an amazing year god bless thank you for pulling the sun that's a good way to start the year Woo! yes Woo! all positive and love i'm unstoppable i'm a butcher with no breaks i'm invincible